Welcome to Movie of the Year, the only podcast that has the science and the screaming to figure out what the best movie is of any given year. This is, of course, 2002, but folks, we will not be talking about a movie tonight. I mean, maybe if it comes up tangentially or a song comes in, but it is the mixtape of 2002. Oh, yeah. That person who's super excited is Greg. Uh, mixtape is one of my favorite shows because we get to listen to music. And we get to talk about something we don't understand, really, which is music. Five years into this, we still don't understand music. And decades of being in the world and listening to music, we still don't understand why it does what it does to us. I feel like we're always supposed to have Cassie on because it'll be Cassie's turn and she'll say something like that really sounds like someone who understands music. But I'm just going to be like, I like when it goes like, bah, 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 bah. Uh, Being surprisingly polite is Ryan. Thanks, Mike. Man, that... Just I want, and we had a pre-show meeting, so that the listeners weren't privy to. But I, uh, I just want you to get through one sentence tonight that also doesn't have a dig at me. That would be great. Can we try it? Mm. Taste the taste one of the muffins that I made for the show today. That sounds like a threat. That's like a, a weird threat, a weird muffin threat. There's definitely poison in this muffin. Okay, but around the poison, delicious. <laughs> See, still insulting. I tried you... to not make it delicious at all. It was just supposed to be oh. poison flavored. And I'm sorry. Does poison taste like raisins to you guys? No, I love raisins. Maybe prunes, though. Not a yeah, prune guy. Like prunes. Too Different big. dried fruit. Too big. Yeah. I don't Too know. good I, for I, my I, stools. I can't deal with that. Uh, Chuddle. Chuddle, blah, blah, blah. Cassie's the best. If Cassie is our go-to music expert, this podcast is fucking doomed. Well, Taylor doesn't come around anymore, Ryan. Uh, do you hear Eventually, that, Taylor? All the people who know music leave us. <laughs> Probably yeah. for this show. If Taylor, you're listening to us right now, text us. I think it's because I said I don't like drums. Hmm. I thought it was uh, years of sexual harassing him with a smile on your face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that might be it. The weird energy <laughs> I direct at him all the time. Uh, but that's not... Well, actually, that energy probably is a lot of what 2002 was about. It was a weird time. What does 2002 in music mean to you? Ryan, start with you. I, Mike, you know how I do research, right? I go to... I find a uh, hill. Somewhere mm-hmm. between a hill and a mountain. A Hilton. I go to a Hilton. I stay at a Hilton, and <laughs> I I just I don't like to use the internet. I just like to think about right. the, the music of 2002 in my um, heart shaped jacuzzi. And while I was thinking, I was like, I don't think I listened to any of this. Not right? the not the rock, not the rap. I don't know what I was doing. Maybe this was when I was deep diving into the history of music, or maybe this was when I was creating the future of music. Just me, a Casio keyboard, and a bowl of goldfish. <laughs> the, the, the cracker the cracker a little <laughs> something like this <laughs> that's right i called it cracker music <laughs> were you uncle cracker but like uh so much of my radio or so much of my music before streaming was radio and it was just which radio station you were listening to and my answer is zero i really <laughs> I, I this was all of it i know because it's in the past and so it was, right it's been continued to play for the last 20 years but at the time i don't know what i was listening to Maybe you're just one of those psychos who would just stare off into space, drive around for hours, no this, music. This might have been the year where uh, my car did not have a stereo. Uh, and so, yeah. You I'd, just sing show tunes <laughs> you drove around? I would write show tunes, Greg, or I would invent podcasting, solo one-man podcasting. Hello, kittens. Just to yourself. They used to just call that talking to yourself. <laughs> yeah, but now it sounds cooler. I invented podcasting. I thought it was the year you deeply got into Rush Limbaugh, but was that 2004? Oh, that I mean, 
that was like 1988 through 2014 or so. Isn't it fucking awesome that he's dead? Repu- Republicans fans of small government, limited role of government. Sorry, that's, that's my my, that's my Rush Limbaugh impression, everybody. <laughs> we, we all, you know what? We all grew up in Orange County. We were all lambasted with Rush Limbaugh throughout our lives. Okay? <laughs> I, I was so excited to watch that movie, I Love You, Man, because the all I heard was the main characters were into Rush, and I was like, fuck yes, this is my movie. Finally, just two I'll best be friends. <laughs> Mega Ditto's movie. Two best friends just hanging out with Rush in the background, going to Rush Live. It yeah. was a much different movie than I thought. Yo, you guys remember how Trump, in the middle of the State of the Union speech, gave him the highest medal that you can give to a civilian? <laughs> yeah, that was nuts. Let's go back to a simpler time with an uncontroversial president, 2002. <laughs> Wonderful. I don't think W W yes sorry <laughs> I didn't mean to cut. <laughs> w. I, I yeah W he just he was a painter we loved him he was a good old country boy you'd have a beer with him and I don't think music was responding to 9-11 and the war hadn't started yet so this was this is gonna be a simple fun mixtape history is full of uh terrible war criminals who are also shitty painters terrible painters yes <laughs> Greg what did O2 mean okay. to you I found this on the web for terror. For me, it meant the uh, the top the sounds of top forty, Mike, which is like highly sanitized pop punk esque songs. Mm. Um, a lot of music that with just like kind of no no like soul. I don't know, like very hyper produced and almost like sterile sounding. Yeah, I've been a fan of top forty my entire life. I will yeah. still defend it, but when you listen to it, it's clear. Oh, you guys are influenced by everything, yet took anything that was good out of your influences. Yeah, like there's a lot of punky bands at the time where they like they um they are like that's they they like have that look to them that's like their aesthetic. But then you're saying Good Charlotte, that's who you're talking about. Don't beat around the bush. Avril Lavigne or yeah. uh, Jimmy Eat World. I, like I like Jimmy Eat World, but if you listen to the music from from their 2002 album, it is so like hyper hyper produced there's no room tone sure but to be fair jimmy world they're all like in khakis and button up like hawaiian shirts where avril lavigne and good charlotte look like they want to be in the casualties jimmy world looked like four youth pastors just got on stage <laughs> and started singing together watching the videos of 2002 avril lavigne looks like she did not agree to be the kind of celebrity they tried to make her into and all her videos she's rolling her eyes the entire time don't make me do this <laughs> Here's but a yeah, tie so and a wife beater. That mm-hmm. kind of like I feel like very like low risk, low interest, may probably <laughs> low downside, very like a strictly controlled artist. And are we in are we uh dick deep in the TRL era? Dick deep. Three knuckles dick deep into TRL. Yeah, I think we're on like the back, we're on the the beginning of the back, yeah. But I mean at this point for a large swath of music. It was what is the song slash video that will stay on TRL the longest? Yeah, that is yeah. how you wrote music. And like when I and think of these songs, I think of like my college cafeteria, the videos uh-huh. they had on while I was eating my sandwich. You know. But yeah, I think this is a couple years after Carson Daly and Fred Durst had to switch MM chairs. Ah. <laughs> Classic moment in music history. <laughs> couple years after Joe C passed, you know Carson uh, took that very hard and left the Pussycats alone. Now, are we going to – mixtapes are like the one time we let our freak flag fly, right? We don't have to just because it was popular. We can listen to what we want to listen to. Well, I thought the rules were pretty clearly – let's make a time capsule. Let's take yeah, people like back they, to 2002. Yeah, it sound like 2002, yeah. but oh, like to us. This I is going to sound like fair. 2002 because I, I did the, the – I didn't go to a Hilton. 
I went to a Marriott courtside because okay. I have the points and I'm not a rich. You and I get and very different paychecks. <laughs> you mean the Marriott that's right next to the, the basketball court? The yeah, just me, center? Jack Nicholson, looking at her windows. <laughs> uh, and when I did that, I was like, I don't remember any of this. And by that, I was looking at the Billboard Top 100. And then when I finally sat down and really dug deep into the Marriott, I went, oh, I remember the albums that I listened to. So there might just be weird tonal changes here. Yeah, I Our mean, 2002s might have been very different. If you had like a CD collection or if you had MP3s or something and you search for 2002, then all your music would come up. Right. But if you just go by what was hot, it's most you liked mostly what was not. Yeah. Oh, my shit was not hot. Do you guys ever hear, uh, I think Jason Pargins, um, he had that, uh, he wrote those books. The, David Wong. David Wong, the, yeah. John Dies at the End. I don't think oh, he goes yeah, by yeah. David Wong anymore, though. Cause no, it's just Jason Pargins. It's weird. Uh, his theory that Hot or Not destroyed the world because yes. that gave way to Facebook, which gave way to everything else. That, that guy on a lark joined TikTok. And he's like, this is the biggest thing I've ever done. He just watches viral videos and, and just like very calmly like responds to them, usually in a joking manner. But he's like, this is more readers than I've ever had at Crack. This is more <laughs> yeah. readers of my novels. This is more people that follow me on Twitter. And, and he's like, and I hate it. But <laughs> I've got the more. And he's like, he's promoting a book right now. So he's like, I can't back off of it. But I've got hundreds of thousands of followers for no reason. There's this TikToker. Uh, it's called Chef Reactions. And it's this very dry, monotone chef, like professional chef, watching people cook on you uh tiktok <laughs> and just like uh, don't do that don't why, know. why 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 that, that's fucking disgusting are you a fucking okay. idiot uh, what is our thing how are we gonna blow up on tiktok what are we gonna dryly monotonely comment but on? after a couple months in? after a couple months of doing that there was one of just like my life is so different i don't know what's happening <laughs> i get so many comments I'm, i don't know like is, if this is what fame is like then i hate it I'd, I have to quit doing this. This is awful. And it's too late because now yeah. you're in its clutches. Now it's got you. Honestly, I think that uh, two of us should make a TikTok and the other one should comment on it. And we just rotate commenter and the two actors. Yes. <laughs> Isn't that the and most just, pop filter thing we could do? It is very pop just filter. head just, up you know, butt Mobius stuff. Try to stay try to stay monotone and disdainful, even though inside you're like, this is the best thing that's Oh, I love these guys so much. I love much. my friends. <laughs> None of us ever did the like forward facing camera one shot trying to do like, you know, guy you get stuck talking to at a party mm. and then Well, it's listeners can't tell, but you don't want to see these faces No, I think yeah, that's definitely we, a we're big all, part of it. We're real good three quarter angle gents. <laughs> We've got faces made for podcasting. All Not right. even good enough to get led into the radio studio. And feet made for OnlyFans. <laughs> How this works is Serpentine. Greg gets the intro song. Ryan gets the outro song. Every other song is allowed to move but those. Let's take a quick break and jump into the mixtape. Gregory, let's set the scene. All right. To get things started off, I think we we gave half a picture of what music was like in 2002. Because there's actually a fair amount of really cool rap and hip-hop in 2002 that I don't think falls into quite the same pitfalls that a lot of the like pop and, and um, punk f- fell into. I'm going to start off with Work It by Missy Elliott. Missy Elliott yeah. is so, so, so talented. And basically everything she has to offer is available in this one song. And the music video is amazing. the first thing people are going to hear on our mixtape. 
our voices talking over Missy Elliott. This is a Missy I know, guys, that this is not a draft, and yet I will still say this is my number one hot draft pick right out of the gate. Like this, this has to be here. Yeah, you always. We don't always know who's gonna get the number one pick, mm-hmm. but you, you. So like, so you show up at the studio, and you hope it's gonna be you. But this was like the one where you see that it came out in two thousand two, and you're like, okay, well, if called upon, I will. It is my fucking duty. It is my duty <laughs> to make sure that we rock that booty by listening to this song first. And this is cinematically all of our mixtapes you're entering a party in that year. Yeah. And just imagine walking to a party and this song is like you can hear it piping in from the back living room or the backyard. You're just like, oh, tonight is going to be fucking good. And yeah. like this is 2002, you're saying? So uh, camera's right in front of us as we walk down the hall and it's very fast motion and then very slow motion mm, yes. as like cups are thrown behind us and lampshades and then very fast motion as we turn the corner. 2002, guys. 2002 and the whole time they're like is this poignant or just annoying it's both it's high school baby a lot of different good sounds in there a lot of good sort of phases for that song and i think that kind of energy we need starting off unfortunately um she was overtaken by a felonious felony elliot uh who was much bigger than her but (laughs) she remains in our hearts all right you know what i'm going to keep that energy going And this is less cool, but gosh darn it, is it 2002? Uh, Which some would say is the hottest year in record. And it was certainly hot in her. Yep, there we go. We were all rocking Band-Aids on our cheeks. And a little guy from St. Louis was burning up the charts. Who thought that there could be a follow-up bigger than Country Grammar, one of the greatest songs of all time? It's, it's almost like Country Grammar's forgotten at this point in time, which does make me sad, because that song's fun. Well, the third verse, every line ends in the N-word. That's what rhymes mm. in the part, so it's hard to get like as enthusiastic. Loud, that makes yeah, karaoke night hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Weird Al didn't come out with a version of Country Grammar. That we could sing instead, like he did with Hot. Oh man, but he could have come out with one called like Kelsey Grammar, (laughs) and it's just following his career. All the different things. Third verse, every word, every line is Frazier. (laughs) (laughs) I'm hot like Frazier, on fire like a Frazier. I would still feel weird and say F word at the end of every line. (laughs) (laughs) Is that the F word people talk about? Yeah, it still uses the F word. The important part of this song is it. uh, It gives us the the dream of. Maybe girls will get naked at this party. Mm-hmm. That was such yeah. a big part of 2002. Uh, the song said it. Yeah. So it's it, ladies, it's definitely... are you hearing the music? <laughs> it has it's... roughly the same subtlety of shit. What's his name? The punk kid from Simpsons who's like, oh, my shirt is chafing too. <laughs> oh yeah, Jimbo. 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 That's oh. the, the song's like, oh, it's so hot in here. I guess we better take off all our. Clothes. What are we gonna do, right? It's. I would say this is, even though it's so apparent and obvious, it's better energy than uh, when you're on a dance floor and move bitch comes out of the uh, out of the speakers. Uh-huh. Then dudes are just shoving chicks and be like, "Well, the song said it." <laughs> that is, it is 
I don't like. I like that song. I do not like when it comes on the club. It is scary. Dudes getting it done. <laughs> Dudes just get it done from day one. All right, Ryan, <laughs> you are up next. Um, I don't know if you said this, Mike, but uh, it's one song per uh artist. Artist, yes. yeah. So I can pick this song and eliminate another song I never want to hear again. We are opposite people. Yeah. Two trailer park girls go round the outside, round the outside, round the outside. I assure you guys that uh, tonight, without having lose yourself, will not be the only time we don't talk about mom's spaghetti. We're going to talk about it for the entire season, I promise you. But But I would like one 2002 thing to happen without hearing about fucking lose yourself. And where do you want this to be, Ryan? Do you want it to be, should it be our third song? Yeah, this is number three. Now, maybe Without Me is a better song than Lose Yourself. But uh, since we only listened to the first 10 seconds, man, one of the most annoying openers in musical history. Yeah. Uh, OB Trice, no games, no gimmicks. No, I like that. You know what? OB Trice, keep going. But then M has to come in. And he's like, I don't know if I've really hit my true helium potential. <laughs> you know, I'm going to say a random line that makes no sense to the rest of the song in the right highest answer. possible voice. Right I I think I turned this song off so often because the intro that I could not tell you what the rest of this song is like. Uh, I could do it for you right it's now. Like it's, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's like that. It's like that. I thought you were going to rap acapella. No, I'll do it with the music. Ready? Uh, oh, my iPad broke. Shit. <laughs> oh, no. He, oh, ladies and gentlemen, he was just about oh, to do it. We, all, we were all ready. And he was going to start breakdancing. He threw the cardboard down. I accidentally said iPad. I'm so sorry. Eminem is here in the studio. We're probably not live. And so is Obi Trice. He's here, too. Well, you, you're close enough friends that you can call Eminem by his true name, iPad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's definitely third because we are... Uh, clearly losing coolness points as we go through this mixtape and yes. if we keep that up for maybe like the first third let's say if act one of the mixtape is just to decrease in coolness then i can clearly see eminem moving down a couple more spots i do feel like though we are we have situated missy elliott in her rightful place yes, which is like queen. heads and shoulders above knees and artists. toes <laughs> <laughs> all right greg we're coming back to you all right so we start over again with me Let's see. Wait, no I, no, I don't get one. I thought it was Serpentine, and Ryan got to go again. You're right. I remember, you I said did, like, Serpentine. The, the hissing, yeah. And you hissed. I did. I forgot about that, Ryan. It's back to you. Double tap. Um. Okay. I. Uh, man, looking at this list now, just the coolness is just gone. Are we doing 15 songs, Mike? Yeah. Okay. Um. Then I think that I am going to go with. Um. Let's. Proof. Guys, I'm going to hope that you guys <laughs> save me later. Because remember, all of these are maneuverable. You can jack shit in there. Uh, but right now, here's the level of cool that I think that we're at. Oh, yeah. So much. Oh, it's... He was a boy. He was that solo's music Greg was talking about. She was a girl. Could you? He was a punk. Yeah. She did ballet. But 
most of this song is like of the time and okay, whatever. And the last verse is you're like, oh, you're like a single white female and yeah, somebody. Really, it's fucking lunacy. She's a psychopath. And this is one of the videos that she's in where it's just she's like, I'm sorry the video's like this, everybody. I don't know why they made it this way, but they did. I mean, just to include the line, can I make it any more obvious? Brilliant. That's 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 fire. And now where you're you, allowed to say whatever you want. Yeah, exactly. Where, where do you want this to be, Ryan? This is number four. You guys have to go in and cool this up. Yeah, that's true. We need to we need to put that at the end. Like we need to put it far enough in that it's like, isn't it ironic that <laughs> isn't it funny that we put this on tonight? We're all a little drunk. Uh if if you had a high school girlfriend who said this is our song, what would your reaction be? I think honestly, I would call my wife and have a, a heart to heart. <laughs> oh yeah, I you mean, I'd have like, a lot of explaining okay. to do. I'd have to get my priorities in line. You have a girlfriend in high school that's disgusting. But you, I think ultimately, yeah, I'd, I'd go with it. You'd you have know, to she, she gets to pull out Greg's classic pros and cons <laughs> list tablet and start filling it out. <laughs> okay, uh, I'll be more specific. If you were in high school when this song oh. came out and your girlfriend said, "I think this is our song." Hey, Mike, uh, there's no fucking way in high school that I was, A, paying attention to lyrics, or B, getting to the third verse of a song my girlfriend told me to listen to. No, it's not just the third verse. It's the first two verses. If if It's a fine song in general to the third verse, but if somebody says, this is us, the first two verses is like, I treated that boy like shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And I guess guys, I would ask, who else did you give this song to? Is he the girl. The girl who says it uh, did treat me like shit. She was very accurate with how this was our song. Also, I don't skate, so what the fuck are you talking about, Admiral? No. I rollerbladed, but I don't she doesn't have mention that. A skateboard, <laughs> let alone multiple skateboards <laughs> that would necessitate a nickname like Skater Boy. Wait, skateboard? I thought the song was about an ice skater. Yeah. That's not the Skater Boy? Hockey skater. This, <laughs> She's this song, so it's hockey skate. This song is based on that uh, that movie where the hockey skater becomes cutting a, edge. A, a cutting edge thank you the ice rink yes i thought you were gonna say the was, ice rink i thought you were saying it was based on that movie where the hockey player takes off his skate and tries to stab somebody <laughs> with it nobody had ever done that before that of course is called billy Waterboy. <laughs> i'm going to put my next song in between eminem and avril and uh again I'm going to use this. I like this. It's up to you guys to fix the rest of this shit. Yeah. That's how we live uh, our lives with each other. W- Wait, Ryan, you just did. Okay. I'm so confused by Serpentine. But it is you, it, and then it's me, Mike. It is me. Yes. Okay. Uh, and I'm sorry, you said this is going between Eminem and Avril Lavigne? Yeah. And uh, It better not be Carson s- Daly or Fred Durst. Because they'll have to switch you chairs? Yeah. <laughs> I want to hear Carson Daly's single, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's there's some bad Carson Daly rap that exists out there. This is not rap though. This is uh melodic hardcore legends straight out of Orange County at times. They're, half of them are doctors. They hit big in a uh they hit like the biggest they've ever been, uh, with a little song called Sorrow. And somebody else has to figure out how Eminem to Bad Religion to Avril Lavigne works. I fucking love I this do song. Not. I know you do, buddy. Is this a little present to me? It is. It's my present. Father, can you hear me? You're my father. Daddy. Only dads would tell us how we'd let them down. Stop keeping it to yourself, old man. I will let this play. Mike, 
Mike, did you put this by Avril Lavigne because she's Canadian and this is how Canadians say sorry? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I also, I love this song, but it would be so nice to have a dad who you had to ask how I've let you down. Yeah. <laughs> who didn't constantly call you to let Please you know. Please tell me. So, Mike, there's a... There's an age gap between us that I feel like really mostly comes up in music talk. Uh-huh. Uh, was this your bad religion introduction? It No, I my I was introduced. They opened for Blink-182 and I went and saw Still that Still fucking infuriates that's me. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, I and in middle school, I saw Blink and I didn't know like Blink was the hardest I band I was into at the time and then Bad Religion opened up for them and I went, "You can do this." And then that hardcore jumped me into this kind of stuff and like my gateway into actual punk uh but they this was that was a couple years before this so they weren't touring on an album they were just having fun did you uh enjoy that whole part of being a punk fan where you liked blink and then somebody was like that's not punk this is punk and then so you listen to bad religion and then somebody else will say that's not punk this is punk." you're still really far away But it's so weird because they're like, Bad Religion, that punk, Rancid's punk. And you're like, Rancid is very pop punk. Guys. Yeah. I don't know. Why, is it because he sounds like he smokes eight packs a day that are cooler? You have to keep going down the punk toilet until you just Look, listen to fucking garbage cans being thrown down a It's staircase. recorded poorly, and they can't sing or play their instruments. That's cool. That's punk. And Rancid has like several songs of being badly addicted to heroin. Mm-hmm. That feels pretty punk. Yeah. And I was 12, like, okay, I get it. That'll be, <laughs> That'll be me soon. <laughs> <laughs> um... I had a doctor's appointment yesterday and wore a Blink-182 shirt to the doctor's. And a doctor that I was not talking to involved with, just also at the office, pulled me aside and was like, did you get tickets? How much did you pay? Nice. <laughs> everyone just knows that these are the most ridiculous, like, not Barbara Streisand, not Celine Dion, Blink-182 out there charging people as I, much as possible. I wish I could tell my parents when they were telling me to turn it down, being like, this will one day be the biggest band in the world. You have no idea. Invest now while you can. Why didn't you buy stock? I should have bought Blink stock. Gregory, you're up next, and then we're going to take a break. Okay. So I'm going to, in between Without Me by Eminem and Sorrow by Bad Religion, I think we need a buffer there. And I'm going to do the rudest thing I can think to do to (laughs) Eminem, which is I'm going to put Andre 3000, Big Boy, and Killer Mike with Outcast the Whole World right after Eminem raps i'm going to have the three of them go in what is a fun energetic song with three amazing rappers at the top of their games yeah i'm afraid oh. like i'm scared at the top but instantly I've got so cool So wait, you could have done this before Eminem, but she purposely wanted to embarrass him? Yeah. yeah. And if I were going to ask you to jump in, uh, Killer Mike is yes. the second verse. And this is like kind of little baby Killer Mike because you know, this was 20 years ago. But damn, it's the same dude. <laughs> He didn't somehow learn how to rap better in the last 20 years. This is for the niggas working at the airport who got laid off. I take my shades off. If you look straight in my eyes, you still might see a different. Player, I grind. My focus there is grind. Raw with the rhyme. I'm slick with the slime. My words are diamonds. Dug out of mine. Spit them. Polish. Look how they shine. Glitter. Glisten. Gloss. Floss. I catch a beat running like Randy Moss. Ride that bitch off like Randy a brand new house. I'm rolling my stones. Down to no moss. Mommy, I'm coming. I hope it's you not get fair to be so like talented your entire life. Back, back. 
Now we won't even let him be a rapper anymore. It's like got to be his job to be a politician. Don't be in politics, please. (laughs) Uh, I do think it's hilarious for somebody to do what they think is very well. And people are like, that was great. And be like, you know, yeah, you did good. And then have Outkast come out right after Eminem. Yeah. Yeah. That's just just my way of saying Eminem. I don't don't respect your 2002 work. If it was live, the reverse would be true. You'd put the, the the better person first to really suck the air out of the room for the shitty person coming up after them. This is why your career as a live event planner has gone so well. Yep, because I petty and just use my live events to punish the people who have wronged me. This is also. Shit, do you run comedy rooms in Los Angeles? I do. Yeah, that makes sense. This is also from the era where Outcasts were still together, but uh, yeah. we're so very different. In this video, Andre 3000 is dressed like a sad clown. Yes. And Big Boy's like, okay, um, <laughs> I'm going to like not do that really for this video. And I'm just going to show up sort of near the end to do my part, but like have fun with the weird psycho circus. This yeah, is and it, sad clown, but isn't like skull makeup at one point, right? The, yeah, he it kind of looks like Papa Shango from the WWF. <laughs> he's doing a lot of good. He's doing a lot of good stuff. It's very cool. It's very, it's very artsy and high concept. It's just so different. Than <laughs> this is one of those things where I didn't even notice. It didn't register until a comedy or a skit show pointed it out. And those Keen Peel skits of Outkast <laughs> hanging out, where <laughs> <laughs> it's just Big Boy, and then under three thousand, it just like rides in on a daffodil, yeah. <laughs> his leprechaun outfit. <laughs> he's got like a big tricycle that he's on, and he's got a huge lolly. And Big Boy's like, "Well." Uh, this is probably the end of Outcast, right? <laughs> <laughs> this this video, I was not yet into hip hop. I was fully in my angsty pop punky shit, and then I saw this video. And went, I think I'm about to change a little. So this, this is, is very cool. <laughs> in the Killer Mike, uh, you need, you're probably gonna need a different rap name. In the uh, I can't be Killer Mike. In the Punchy Mike biopic, watching this video is gonna be like a big scene. And a big hook was like, I like stupid, weird, creepy circuses. So it's not, I'm not, I didn't get into it for the coolest reason. Yeah, you're a Cirque du Soleil guy. Or, we don't I, talk about that enough. I, cel- I went not three weeks ago, Greg. Yeah. I celebrate the entire You're like a Grateful <laughs> Dead with Cirque du Soleil. You follow them around. Greg, how many, uh, out of 100, if we played out our three lives 100 times, how many of those times is Mike a juggalo? Oh, man. Yeah, I would say like 33%. A solid 33 Yeah. yeah. I own several of the Dark Carnival albums, gentlemen. <laughs> I celebrate their entire catalog. I do not celebrate their entire catalog. I know I how love, magnets work. I love the air that he had when he said that, correcting us. Actually, I'm kind of a juggalo now, so I guess this is one of the 33 idiots. <laughs> We're going to take a break. I'm going to go back to therapy, and when we come back, Greg gets another turn. All right, Greg. You are up yet again. Back to back. All right. I don't know what to do about the a- the outcast to bad religion jump that we've got, but I somebody think, else is gonna have to figure that yeah, out. Not one I of think, us. I think I know what to do between our uh, bad religion and Avril Lavigne, and what I'm gonna put in the middle of that is the middle by Jimmy Eat World. I do think this is one of the kind of soul less like soulful songs of the time, but in 2002. This song meant a lot to me. I think it's a little antiseptic now, but it's only in your head to feel left out or look down on. Just try your best. Just try your best.
Very fun yeah. drums. Fun drums. And the song owned owned the year. I yeah. think going back to this, I'd never this is one of the songs I never need to hear again. You can just go up. Oh, there it is. There's some really good songs on that album. Bleed America. Is that what Bleed yeah. American is? Bleed yeah. American. Yeah, I don't even think this is the best song off the album by no. a lot. There's probably four better songs on that album. And one of them, at least, was way more emotional. That Crimson and Clover song. Yeah, that's uh, a great one. Sweetness. Here. Yeah. Oh, uh, gosh, yeah. Sweetness is so good. But none of them were as faster. Big. Yeah. But none were as big as this one. Yes. So this ultimately, this is a the sound of 2002. So I went with it, and a good song. I, I mean, I I don't want to hate on it, but yeah, it just there was that album had like a lot of good emotional songs. We are going to. This isn't going to help anything, but pull out of Skater Boy. With uh, you know, some people say pints of Guinness uh, lead to problems, and some people say pints of Guinness make you stronger. Uh, and against me, he was the first person to say that. It is uh, from Reinventing Axl Rose. Laura Jane Grace is so fucking angry and spitting fire on this album. And it starts with Killer Drums, which we will hear right now. And by Killer, I just mean Steady. Young Mike did not know twangy music could be this fun at this time. Or uh, wear your inspirations on your sleeve and do something with it instead of dilute the shit out of them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Just take all the what is original out of them and completely breed them of all or bleed them of all life. Very good. I feel like that's a early like uh, you guys are huge Mendinger fans. I feel like that kind of scratches that same itch. Oh yeah, people who are like. What if Bruce Springsteen, but a little more punk? Yeah, that that I'd say falls in that for sure. And uh, this is one of those bands like would go on to be one of my favorite bands, but I had to hear a couple of albums. I was always like, that's cool. That's cool. And now going back, I was like, oh, I should have been only listening to this album. Ryan, you're up next. Okay, this uh, this was released in at the end of 2001, but really blew up in 2002. Um, and because we talk a lot, of, we've talked a lot about 2002 being um sort of like the end of the 90s maybe mm-hmm. uh and so this was in a lot of ways or like, like the epilogue of the 90s almost. right <laughs> and this is still thought of as like the last still to this day and i remember it being called like a comeback of rock but it's now known as the single last gasp of rock and i'm going uh, at after against me call it now indie sleaze nice makes sense and i would declare this to be the tarantino of music of 2002 in that uh really revitalized the medium 
but also created so much fucking copycat horse shit that it was hard to sift through. Who who is the worst of the copycats in your opinion? Oh man, there's so many. Yeah, I I mean like there that's the thing that's the wonderful thing about copycats. The same thing with all those movies from 90, 1995 is they are destined to be forgotten by time. I just I I wish I could remember the things to do in Denver when you're dead of the indie sleaze set. <laughs> the two days in the valley of the indie sleaze. Exactly. And then Ryan, you get another one, do you not? I think I do, Mike. Serpentine. Uh, and so I'm gonna try this for the uh, the fifth slot, the Outcast of Sorrow. Um, I'm not sure that if it works here. Um, I haven't heard the song in a while. It's up to you guys to fix it. Like what we said in all of our uh, wedding speeches to each other. <laughs> this is La Tigre. This is one of those bands that I did not know about at all in 02, and then later went, fuck, that's cool. And if it does anything, I think that it sort of um, separates our opening party with some timelessness. Mm-hmm. And then now we're going to get deeper and thicker into goddamn every song is more 2002 than the last. <laughs> Did they do the song Rebel Girl? Um, off the top of my, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's it just sounds like them. Yeah, definitely not a band I knew in 2002. And I guess like anything that doesn't sound like 2002 uh, had a chance to like probably have more staying power. Right. <laughs> uh, Rebel Girl is Bikini Kill. Oh, yeah. Who was talked about in the hit movie 10 Things I Hate About You. And doesn't Bikini Kill, somebody turned into La Tigre, or one band from the Bikini Kill era. Shit, like an anamorph? Just turned yeah, into a anamorphs. tiger? I think it yeah. might be the same lead singer, because the, the the voice sounds very, very similar. Eminem's going to be so upset that we made fun of his high-pitched voice, but have no problem with La Tigre's high-pitched voice. Because well, they're not trying to act like they're too cool for school. They're not. They're just. They just are. And Ryan, you said you want that between Outcast and Bad Religion. I'm hoping this solves the problem. If it does not, you guys. Will Honestly, let me know. it's a it's a it's a much better bridge than what we had there, and that's a that's a tough one to bridge. I'm going to bridge Sorrow and the Middle, and there are other songs I'd rather pick, but this. Gosh darn it, did this... If you were an MTV2 kid like I was in 2002, mm, did the, the taste of ink <laughs> rule your world? I think they're probably better the used songs. Uh, and they are a band that I loved back then. And it, I saw them, I think, 13 times in high school. And Holy it is shit. Hard. I don't think I've been to 13 concerts. It is uh, difficult to imagine sitting down and listening to one of their albums in this day and age. Ryan, are you so blown away by how much Mike lived I know. by the time he finished high school? And then just retired when he met us. Yeah. <laughs> this sounds like 2002 for sure, right? And yeah. There's so many screamo bands I could have picked. Yeah. The thing that, Mike, a lot of these bands, though, that you like, I think got a nostalgia, a nostalgia that I don't have, uh, mm-hmm. your T-bands, 
used thrice Thursday, take it back Sunday, etc. Yes. Um, is the catchiness, and that's I, I think that this song doesn't forget to let's let's be a little bit melodic when we sing, right? A little bit. And that's why this one blew up from their album, and that's why I picked it because if you listen to the others, you're like, oh, you are vomiting. There's a song called Bulimic that is amazing, but you like you are vomiting on stage, like. So, not just a. Not just a clever just name. A clever not just a clever name. I'm actually, and I'm gonna. Is that if two I may, Wayne's World references tonight? By the way, <laughs> yeah, it is. Let's can see we? if we can get two more. My hand is not off the chess piece. I'm gonna bump it before Sar, in between El Tigre, Le Tigre, and Bad Religion. Even if somebody already put it on that document. Okay, yes. so I'm sorry. Go now. It's going after, after Le no, Tigre, bef- after Le Tigre, before Sorrow. Yes, I think that. The Le Tigre drums into Taste of Ink drums into Sorrow. Because Sorrow and Jimmy World makes sense to me. I, From Bad Religion to Jimmy World to Avril Lavigne is so just like, what do parents think punk is? What do parents think punk Like, it's just... This album is clearly becoming... It starts off, what do we say we listen to? And then falls into, what do we actually listen to? Just a white boy bullshit. Also on my white boy shit. That's my birthright. <laughs> that's from Super Pop Star. Oh, okay. We're just doing Wayne's World tonight, Greg. Oh, sorry. So, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's fine. It's fine. Not it's allowed. Fine. Not allowed. Camera one, camera two. Camera one, camera two. <laughs> there we go. Back. Glenn, are you mental? I was there. <laughs> <gasps> Who's Anthony? Who's Anthony? Who's Anthony? <laughs> Greg, you are up. Is this my last pick? I think you get two more. I think it'll actually be 16 songs unless we just jump the line so Ryan can get the last pick. So we're, you get two more, then I get one, and then Ryan closes it out. All right. Let's see. Jeez, I don't know where I'm going to put some of these. Okay. Um, I hope this isn't going to completely ruin the end of the album, but this is one where sometimes you don't get the end, and you're like, I know what I'll do. I'll just sort of put in my own song kind of near the end. Well, I do have the option to place my end song before yours, but real dick move on your part. Real uh, dick move. And so... I'm going to, after last night, after the strokes, I'm going to go with a little song. I tried to put on some up-tempo, fun songs, but I'm going to go with what my mood really was like in 2002. Do you realize, by the flaming lips, do you realize that everyone you know will someday die? In 2002, basically all I thought about. (laughs) This is my end song. Is it really? (laughs) I totally ruined it. Much like 2002 itself. I totally remember. You did that? <laughs> Greg 9 and 11, the shit out of 2002. <laughs> this is one of those bands I'm still trying to get into. Oh, really? It's hit or miss, but... Well, I'll hear a song and be like, that's amazing. And then I'll hear two songs and be like, uh. And then I'll hear a song and be like, that's amazing. Yeah, I dude. just need the two of you to make me a mixtape. I yeah I have to say I think that is the experience of listening even if you like them that's the experience of listening to some of their albums because a lot of it's really conceptual and weird this mm-hmm. is the most kind of in a way this is the most like down to earth realistic like grounded song that they have it's off an album called Yoshimi Battles the Pink Robots and that song is amazing and that song is also amazing and almost went with it but this was the bigger song it was on commercials it was on commercials it was on commercials what are you gonna do. Commercials are the the soundtracks of our lives, you know? A lot of people did realize things for the first time listening to this song. <laughs> I 
I'm realizing that I should buy this Nissan. <laughs> Mike, put your fucking phone down. You're on Carvana.com, aren't you? Put uh, it are you down. buying another don't, Nissan, Don't do Ryan. it, Mike. Don't do it. Oh, I, my I just, God. I love buying cars out of vending machines, and nobody can stop me. He's got Greg, so many. <laughs> before we take a break. Do you know how break. many quarters you have to put in that fucking machine? <laughs> so many, and they only take quarters. We're going to take a break. Can you let everybody know where the mixtape stands currently? Okay. It is Work It by Missy Elliott. Hot in Here by Nelly, Without Me by Eminem, Outcasts The Whole World featuring Killer Mike, Decepticon by LT Gray, The Taste of Ink by The Used, Sorrow by Bad Religion, The Middle by Jimmy Eat World, Skater Boy by Avril Lavigne, Pites of Guinness Make You Stronger by Against Me, Last Night by The Strokes, and Do You Realize by The Flaming Lips. Man, what a side one, side two. We are going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to finish out this playlist. Greg, with a heavy heart, I have to let you know, this is your last song of the evening. Like, I want there to be some sort of punishment that I'm allowed to do to Greg if he <laughs> chooses a different one of my outros. If you choose a different one of Ryan's outros. Which I guarantee I'm going to. Ryan, what band do you love that Greg hates? They don't Ooh. have to have come out in 2002. The Royal Nunsuch. Then you get to put a Royal Nunsuch song Fuck wherever yes. you want. <laughs> All right, for my last song, Mike, there's a lot of songs on this playlist for getting rowdy with the boys. And this one, I'm going to say, is not like what a lot of people would, would think of first, but boys love to get together and scream sing this song with their arms <laughs> around each other. Uh, it's Vanessa Carlton. Are you fucking shitting me? Miles. Why would I you fucking do that? I was going to do it, Ryan. Like, then I pick a different song. You had the opportunity it's to the pick a different song. song. That I care about, this okay? is unbelievable. I, 2002 is no- a complicated time. You guys get along so well normally. I feel like I'm getting a window into your 2002 friendship with the amount of just yelling at each other. This is what Greg picked. This is what Greg picked. Ladies know what guys talk about. <laughs> you know the finer things in life. <laughs> Check it out. Who that dress so scandalous? And you know another nigga couldn't handle it. So you're shaking that thing like who's the ish with the look in the eyes. So you're putting this on as a punishment for Greg? Living la vida loca. I'm still gonna do the outro. It's just gonna yes. be a worse song because Greg fucked up twice. He took right like two around. outro songs. Right Almost perfect. Make my way downtown, walking fast, faces passing, I'm homebound. Do you know how you can tell if your group of friends is drunk? Is it are they just singing, or when they finish the line, are they like da 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 da? How far do they bend over when they sing the line? Oh uh, yeah, that this is a fucking is our, Alzheimer. Is this our generation, Sweet Caroline, where people sing parts that aren't really supposed <laughs> to be sung? <laughs> I this is a good test. Like if you, uh, it's hard making friends as an adult. And if you uh, come up to a dude and you like, he's a little too duty, a little too like, I'm a man. Uh, ask him what he thinks about Vanessa Carlton's "A Thousand Miles." And yeah. if he says, "I love that song," friends. If he says, uh, "That what are you talking about? That's fucking what are you get out of here, you Fraser Fraser." <laughs> you know what other song boys really like to, to sing? The Meredith Brooks song, "I'm a bitch, I'm a lover." I've not heard that. That uh, was my go-to karaoke for a decade. What? <laughs> you don't Mike, say. Honestly. How many times have I listened to you sing that song in karaoke? Uh, countless. It has to be countless. Close to 100, I would say. Yeah, I at would least say, 100 I, times. I would say we're in triple digits by now. Well, we <laughs> go to karaoke a normal, healthy amount, so you probably heard me sing it every other week for 10 years straight. <laughs> I had to retire it. 
So there we are. In between the middle and Skater Boy, Vanessa Carlton's A Thousand Miles. <sighs> All right. I think I have to be truest to myself. Oh, Mike, you could give me two songs. No, thank you. Just because Greg stole two of mine. I'm probably going to do Delete the third that. one. That you been. <laughs> no, I'm going to do one that was only Mike in 2002 was into this. Uh, but gosh darn it, was it so Mike of that era. This is going to go after in between Pints of Guinness and Last Night. Uh, there's a little band called Flogging Molly, and they wanted you to know what you should do with what's left of the flag. The song is what's left of the flag. I shouldn't do lead ups. I should actually just say the title of the song for the producer Dave in the background. No, <laughs> Flogging Molly's in the studio. They're running up real quick. Walk away, me boy, walk away, me boy, and by morning we'll be free. Don't shut it down yet. Wipe that golden tear from your mother, dear, and raise what's left of the flag for me. Then the rosary beads count them one, two, three, fell apart as they hit the floor. In a garb of black, we must pay respect to the color we're born to mourn. Walk away, the- me boy. Is there a better accent for singing about bad things that have happened than the <laughs> Irish brogue? I love how if you have any other accent, it sort of just be you like so many British bands just become American when they sing. Yeah. But when you're Irish, you fucking hate You become it. ten you times become yeah, Irish as you ever Northern heard. Ireland. <laughs> I'm from Flog and Morley. Uh, <laughs> and from Florida. <laughs> I uh, I this was my favorite band this year, and I listened to this album. And you can't really wear CDs out, but I had to buy it several times because I wore the shit out of the CD. Damn, bro! I freaking loved Celtic punk. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of your second pick if you count the Against Me song. Yeah, that's true. I should have thought more ahead and not done it against me because that is more current Mike than past Mike. But as far as I know, I have only ever heard one Flogging Molly song, and it's called Flogging Molly, and that's exactly <laughs> what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> and the white people are crying, and they're getting really riled. <laughs> it's like, okay, cool. <laughs> no, no, no. So, see, Flogging Molly is the happy Irish punk band. Dropkick Murphys are like, what, oh, who, okay. did you, who did you vote for? What's your deal? <laughs> Even though the band, the band is super lefty. And it's awesome. It'll stop the show and like speechify if they see like a Confederate flag. But the and band's you're singing, fans. You're singing this song while you're going out of the street to Boston and doing what? <laughs> exactly. The band is con- the, the Dropkick Murphys are constantly like, I know what we sound like and look like, but we are not into what you, our fans, are into. <laughs> please stop. It's like the Wachowski sisters. Like, oh, please. Somebody that understands the message like that we actually like, please watch our movie and understand the message. <laughs> But I just saw glass fly across the bar, and now we start stomping our foot. And, of course, the movie they, they're talking about is Speed Racer. Of course. We yeah. see Speed Racer before addressing us. Uh, Ma- Matrix fans who don't understand the Matrix are terrible, but Speed Racer fans are worse. <laughs> <laughs> I like how uh, – this is one thing I'm going to miss in the, in the, the post-Twitter age. Uh, everybody deciding something that is undoubtedly very bad is suddenly good and being like, I oh, love yeah. it. I love to watch this thing that's awful mm-hmm. and will like put you into a seizure if you try to watch it even a little bit. All right, Ryan. I'm going last, Mike. 
The people have tried to stop you several times, and by the people I mean Greg. But mm-hmm. gosh darn it, are you closing out this goddamn album? After Flogging Molly, uh, a sensitive, sort of quieter song from Flogging Molly. Um, that would make a great outro. After last night, oh wow, so wait, where did Vanessa Carlton, Vanessa Carlton's already all the way at nine? Yeah, she's in between Jimmy Eat World and Skater Boy. So all those are done. I don't care. I'm ending... This was, again, uh, released at the end of 2001, but was blew up in 2002. I'm ending with the single greatest song of that year. I'm going to bring it down a little bit for the pre-chorus, because so, that chorus is going to come in hard. So if, if we're going to talk right now, let's just end it right there. I like I like how this caused a little, like, there's a dip and then goes up right at the end for the energy level. That's a strong pick. Now, did any part of you want to do get this party started at the end to confuse everybody before the lights <laughs> came on? <laughs> okay, now that you're talking about it, yeah. How was I to know, as a young buck during the TRL era, that pink would become one of my favorite artists and colors of my entire life? A lot. Th- yeah, nobody could have known. You weren't to know. That is 2002 mixtape. Greg, can you read out the list? And then we are going to talk about our honorable mentions. Work It by Missy Elliott. Hot in Here by Nelly, followed by Without Me by Eminem. Outcast. And the whole world official by uh, featuring Killer Mike, <laughs> Decepticon by LT Gray, The Taste of Ink by The Used, Sorrow by Bad Religion, The Middle by Jimmy Eat World, Vanessa Carlton with A Thousand Miles, Skater Boy by Avril Lavigne, Pints of Guinness Make You Stronger by Against Me, What's Left of the Flag by Flogging Molly, Last Night by The Strokes, Do You Realize by The Flaming Lips, and Just Like a Pill. By Pink. And just uh, not to misgender tigers, it's La Tigre. It's La Tigre. It's not. And I'm, oh, I'm going to listen to the shit French. out of this. I'm going to listen to the shit out of this fucking playlist. All right, Ryan, throw your honorable mentions into the sky. Uh, we should have had some white stripes, uh, and the hives mic was mm. right on that verge for me of was it good Tarantino or bad Tarantino knockoffs? Uh, but it's they... so 2002 to me simultaneous tarantia though right they're not the vines they're not they're not the vines. whoa <laughs> uh, and then um uh, i wanted to get some lcd sound system on here i just couldn't find a place that was probably the number five in that number five spot we were trying to fill mm. probably should have been lcd sound system and then uh my other favorite song from this year did not have enough time to get on uh it's puddle of muds she hates me <laughs> trust <laughs> greg what about your hms uh Two, one, because it was definitely a sound of 2002, uh, California by Phantom <laughs> Planet. Oh, damn. Uh, and then there were a lot of popular No Doubt songs, but only one of them sounded anything like the No Doubt of our childhood. Yeah. Uh, and it's underneath it all. And that was like that's like the last No Doubt song. I think that sounds anything like the No Doubt songs that we all liked when we were younger. Um, everything after that is like weird 
Gwen Stefani drumline stuff that doesn't <laughs> quite sound authentic or ever really hit. But uh, underneath it all is such a good song, and she's so pretty in the video, you guys. She looks just like an angel. Uh, mine, uh, I the used kind of took this spot for all of, but I wanted to do Finch, Letters to You, or Glass Jaws, Cosmoto- Cosmopolitan Blood Loss, uh, or a one I loved, and they would grow on to be one of the biggest bands ever and sell it instantly. My Chemical Romance is Head First for Halos. Freaking loved an O2. A song about the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Woo! Yes. A team and that won a- the World Series, but only with the help of Angels, which is now against the rules. In and this year, right? Aren't we doing the year of the Angels World Series win? Yeah. Heavily influenced by the Wachowski sisters, The Matrix, because they sing about the red pill and blue pill a lot in this song. I, <laughs> I know that we already have 16 movies, but should we replace one of them with the official DVD of the Angels World Series win and review that? I think so. How many taste buds could we come up with? Like uh, more than 100? I have 17 off the top of my head right now. Man. You got, you got K-Rod, yep. Ryan. Adam Kennedy. Ben, Benji Gill. Was on that team. <laughs> Two Benjis. Benji Gill, Benji Molina. Yeah, dude. They got a Benji connection. That is O2 <laughs> Mixtape, a.k.a. the Benji connection. Uh, you can find it over on Spotify. It will be linked in the show notes I'm pointing so you can see it if you are watching us right now. Uh, we love you. We're going to go back to movies next week. And you know what we say. Keep playing those mixtapes. That's something you could have done later, Greg, but... So, while Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected anywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic health care need for millions of people who can become pregnant. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. And we're already seeing certain medical practices be restricted even in those states. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's the number four, donationsforabortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, abortion.cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, plantcpills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. Has a collection of these resources and more. You can also find all the links to these resources at podvoices.help and in the show notes. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.